Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I ask hot questions with even hotter wings. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. All right, Remington, you've had a week of a reprieve. How has the therapy been going? Um, you know, it's mostly just been me talking to myself in the fetal position, um, confused, frustrated, unsure. So, you know, about normal. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that you're back into full podcasting shape, my man. Cause last, <laughs> yeah. Because last week you you were very you were very much a broken man, which surprised me because I showed you easily the most forgettable part of that series. Uh, it's ingrained in my mind. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe by the time we cover the next part of Sword Art Online, uh, you'll have completely forgotten like you did for most of the Gungale stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but but we want to move on from last week and move on into this week. So so what, what do we have planned? Yeah. Uh, I should also address, uh, we got a lot of emails uh, yep, yep. about last week, uh, specifically saying, Sean, how could you? Uh, I agreed. Mixture combined with, but that was really funny, though. Disagreed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Remington, you had a very big fear at the end of last episode. Uh, yeah, there, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger implying that <laughs> there may be some Sword Art Online fuckery this week as well. Yeah, and Remington, do you ever think I would honestly do two weeks of Sword Art Online in a row? Hmm, yeah, it's because there's certainly not a historical precedent. No, absolutely not. Uh, cause I mean... If I were to do that, I would be concerned by the cat in the room that has somehow snuck in while Dylan opened the door. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dylan. No, join it. Like, uh, come, come on, Hermaeus. Come on, little cat. Join us. Uh, and I have no idea if his meows are being picked up on the microphone, but just in case, I'm going to excommunicate the cat. But the people want to hear the cat. That's what the people want. Come here, Hermes. Come here, buddy. People want to hear the cat more than they want to hear us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say bye to Remington, Hermaeus. Well, I think the podcast would be much more popular if you literally replaced either of us just with cat. Okay. Uh, where was I? I was doing a bit. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, because, Remington, there's no reason for me to do two weeks in a row of Sword Art Online. After all, like, there was no precedent of you refusing to do something for weeks and weeks on end that would have caused me to do something heinous and horrible and potentially considered a war crime. All right. All right. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to call your bluff. I don't think... This week, I don't think it's going to be Sword Art Online. However, I also am, um, that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good. That's my my stance. That's my prediction. Hmm. What if I told you, Remington, that the next part of Sword Art Online was a movie? No. <laughs> okay. Would that be better? Uh, a little bit. It's easier to get through a movie. Uh, would that be good? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, the next part of uh, Sword Art Online is a movie called uh, Ordinal Scale, funnily enough. Oh, uh, yeah? And, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. Like, uh, uh, one, they amped up the uh, the visuals. Uh, it came out, I think, a couple years later. And, uh, you know, it, it did pretty well. Even a lot of people who hate Sword Art Online thought it was an okay film. So, you know, I figured that, you know, well, why not continue the tradition of watching two movies and uh, two anime uh, series, two Sword Art Onlines in a row? Why not continue that tradition? Is there any real reason not to, Rem? Um, you know, okay, so the the first obvious indication is, like, my mental health. But on this podcast, <laughs> that that doesn't hold too much weight. It, it's not a very useful currency on the podcast. So, mm. you know, I don't know if the, the people want it. I don't know. The people, no? they, they've they had uh, enough as well. They, you, you gotta, you, you gotta hold back. You can't just swarm that. They think they want it, but they don't really want it. And are you saying this as the voice of the people, Remington? As the, the voice vo- of the people. They think they want more sword art. They don't. You call yourself the Vox Populi, if you will. Yes. Hmm, I understand. I understand. You know, that makes a lot of sense, Remington. I think that's all bullshit, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'll humor you this once, because we're not going to watch the Ordinal Scale movie this time, Rem. Oh, thank God. <laughs> No, no, no. I have no reason to do that to you twice in a row. Uh, Because honestly, eh, I'll save it for another day. Maybe for when you're being particularly naughty. Because a movie is much easier to get through than, you know, ten episodes of a series. Oh, God. All right, so what are we doing instead, Sean? Instead, we will be watching a movie, Remington, because it's been a hot minute since we've done that. And the movie I have for you today is a bit of a, well, it's it's kind of interesting uh, for both you and for me. Hmm. Uh, Because I don't know about you, Remington. But when I was younger, this movie was on repeat all the time, so much so that I may or may not have ruined my VHS copy of it. Ah, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Sean. Do you? It's ingrained deeply within my brain. Oh? It would play endlessly, nonstop, and that, of course, is Scary Godmother. Every season it would turn on. Every time I, I I would tune in. But every time I would be confused and uncertain on what the fuck is going on. Especially because the movie just... I think it's the first one that's endless. Oh, good times. Good times. Uh, oh, yes. That, that famed anime, Scary Godmother. Played every year around Halloween on Cartoon Network. To traumatize a new generation of kids with the some of the worst animation and worst characters on the face of the planet. That is exactly what we're talking about today, Remington. And it's Not basically even. Halloween, so what better a time? <laughs> I don't know. Closer to Halloween? And maybe if it wasn't actually an anime? <laughs> no, Remington, we're not watching Scary Godmother Night. If I never see Scary Godmother again... I think it will be too soon. But here's the issue, Rem. Cartoon Network still shows that to this day, as far as I can tell. Which blows my fucking mind. The license on that movie must be like... They must be paying people to take the license at this point. (laughs) My Christ. No, Remington. The movie I'm talking about that we're going to be watching is, in fact, uh, uh, Mewtwo no Gyakushu, or otherwise known as Pokemon the First Movie. Oh, Pokemon! Oh, Sean, is this to celebrate me finishing my Pokemon rankings on Twitch? 100% and definitely not my original plan for episode 151. (laughs) You had to figure out a new way to shoehorn it in. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, there's definitely no, there's, my scheduling was definitely not fucked up. It's 100% was my plan uh, to have it coincide with you finishing your Pokemon fuckability rankings. For, for those who don't know, uh, we had a patron tier where if we ha got 100 patrons, which we very graciously did, we super appreciated, um, I, and we put this as a joke from like BDSM Charizard, oh ha, it's gonna be goofy and silly and dumb, uh, that I would rank all Pokemon scientifically on an objective fuckability. And I have done so. Um, if, if you're listening to this episode as it comes out, then uh, I probably have just finished the stream where I fit it. I've done the best of the best and the worst of the worst, but I, I have ranked hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon. Over 800 at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's it's absolutely, uh, I, and including like different forms, I think over 900. Oh yeah, you gotta factor in like the Megas and like the uh, the Gigamax form. Uh, is it Gigamax for like the alternate Dynamax forms? I can honestly not remember. There's so goddamn many. So goddamn many. Uh, yeah, it, but yeah, so that, that's been going on. So it, it'll be nice to uh, have a reprieve for, and just l l look at Pokemon in, in a more nostalgic light, you know? You know how they're supposed to be looked at as a wonderful, whimsical uh, land of adventure and friendship and not as, uh, hmm, I wonder, I wonder, uh, I wonder how good they would be for aftercare. Uh, <laughs> because that is an incredibly cursed thought that in a reality we've had to live with for over two months at this point. Close yeah. to three, I think. Oh, uh, man, I loved, I loved the Pokemon movie when I was young. Like, I, I was right there with you. I watched it all the time. And, did, it, like, I, I watched it from when it first came out. Uh, and I, I was I was a, a young lad. Yeah, that was 1998 is when this movie first came out, Rem. Oh, man, I, I, was, I was a young lad, and I didn't fully grasp everything that was happening um, till quite a while into it. But, oh, man. It was lovely. It was a fa it was a great experience. Will it hold up? I got no fucking idea. I don't know. What what did 5-year-old or 6-year-old me how does their opinion hold up? I can't answer that question at this stage. Cuz I mean it could be it, the thing that you have to consider Rem is that when this movie first came out, it was everything to people in our age range. Uh, because we all loved Pokemon, and we got a Pokemon movie with 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 Mewtwo and a Mewtwo that talks. How cool is that? It was real good. Uh, and then you flash back. Then we flash uh, forward to the uh, the one other Pokemon movie that we've covered on this podcast. Uh, Pokemon the movie I Choose You, and where Pikachu talked, and it was the worst thing ever. Yeah, and then in so between really, those is when Entei tries to fuck Ash's mom. So that's the stopgap between. Yeah, these no, that two. that is that is a that is our repertoire of Pokemon movies. Considering there are, if I'm not mistaken, 24 movies at this point, uh, it's nice that we are uh, having a bit of a uh, a bit of a range uh, to look at with Pokemon movies because the more Pokemon movies we cover, the more we have to realize what makes a good Pokemon movie versus. Uh, awful schlocky garbage, which most of the Pokemon movies are, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So, oh my god, Remington, you have no idea. I watched a shite ton of Pokemon movies to do research for this podcast, and most of them are hot garbage. But with that in mind, I think the goal of this episode, Rem, is for us to tap into our childhood, because very often this movie is considered one of the best Pokemon movies. And oh, is that just nostalgia blinding us? 
Or probably. is it actually, I mean, yeah, probably. Or are there <laughs> actually good, strong values to be gained from this? I remember a young me crying during emotional scenes in this movie. But then again, I was very small. See, and I, I, I think I, my problem is my memories, because I was, I was so, so young, have mixed this movie with the Entei trying to bang Ash's mom movie. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I am like some details. I, I'm like, yeah, that was definitely that one. But a lot, I'm, I don't know which is which. You know, that's completely fair because Remington, uh, this Pokemon movie is the first Pokemon movie. And the Entei one is the third Pokemon movie. What was the second one? What the fuck? Yeah, no, you I bet you forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> What was the second Pokemon movie? No, yeah, no, the, uh, the second Pokemon movie? You want to know what the second Pokemon movie was, Rem? Yeah. You know, a smarter man would have included that in his notes. One second. Oh, okay, don't worry. Uh, uh, a smarter man has used Google. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was Pokemon 2000. Though it had, like, Lugia? Ah, uh, yes, Pokemon 2000 with Lugia and the, uh, legendary birds. I vaguely remember that one. I do, too. I remembered it had some dude who wasn't Brock in it. <laughs> That's so much less memorable than Entei trying to fuck Ash's mom. Yeah. No, like, 100%. Like, Pokemon 2000, I remember loving Pokemon 2000 when I was a young, younger lad. Uh, and if I hadn't watched it in the last decade, I could probably not tell you a single detail about it. Uh, because it was that forgettable. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, that one only came out a year later. Oh, my God. So there's that for a uh, frame of reference. But nah, Rem, nah, Rem. Uh, the most memorable Pokemon movies for a lot of people is the first movie, the third movie, and obviously the uh, I Choose You movie. And more recently, Detective Pikachu kind of slipped in there, if you want to count that one. I've heard good things about that one. I have. I've seen it. It is quite enjoyable. Uh, it's not going to change your life or anything, but it's a good It's a good way to spend an hour or two. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is a Pikachu. What more could you want? Uh, but unfortunately, we do not have Ryan Reynolds in this one, and instead, we just have the first movie where Ash meets, and, and the gang meets Mewtwo for the first time, and drama ensues. So without further ado, Remington, I suppose we should just jump into it. Let's tackle one of our childhood favorites and see if it really stands up to the test of time. Let's go watch some Pokemon, the first movie. Previously, this movie was on repeat all the time. So much so that I may or may not have ruined my VHS copy of it. And that, of course, is Scary Godmother. No, Remington, we're not watching Scary Godmother. Up next. There is Pokemon. They are enjoyable. Um, I can just leave the review at that. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching Pokemon, the first movie, otherwise known as Pokemon Movie 1, Mewtwo no Gyakushu. Now, Remington, you've got to be gentle with these things, because you have to remember, this is childhood stuff you're touching. You don't want to really get people pissed off at you, do you? Oh yeah, because that, that's, that, that's always prevented me before. I mean, you know, I feel like if you're just a little bit careful, there won't be any issues whatsoever, Ren. Because there's no way people could get mad at you over your opinions on a, you know, over 20-year-old Pokemon movie, right? I, I will take all of that into consideration. With that in consideration. So, this movie is not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's it's definitely subpar, which I'm not surprised by. Like, 
I wasn't expecting a masterpiece. At the same time, I'm also of the opinion that it doesn't really need to be good. Like, I get why young Sean and Remington would watch this movie. I yeah. get it. I understand. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. And I, I think we talked about this last time we covered Pokemon. Mm -hmm. One of the best things in any Pokemon media is just, it's the Pokemon. It's seeing what the Pokemon are doing, which sounds so obvious, but it's like the little world building details, the fun little uh, subtleties that they throw in there. That Those are the best bits. And they're still the best bits. <laughs> so like 1998, people want to see a Pokemon movie. What, what do they want from it? They want to see Pokemon. You get to see Pokemon. Yeah. You get what you want. There's a lot of Pokemon now, too. Now I will say, uh, compared to the newer Pokemon that we last covered, um, I, I think they've come a long way since Pokemon the first movie, including with the stuff that matters, like all of the fun little things they add with the Pokemon and what the Pokemon are doing. Um, but still, I mean, there is Pokemon. They are enjoyable. Um, and you know, let, let, let's get into, I guess, the rest of it, because I, I, I can't imagine I can just leave the review at that. No, you can't <laughs> jump in like three minutes into the second part and be like, so it's a Pokemon movie and I like the Pokemon and that's it. Later, let's read the Patreon for 30 minutes. That'll, that'll fill out the time slot. People won't be upset by that. God forbid. No, 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 Remington. You actually have to elaborate on why you think that a lot of people's favorite childhood Pokemon movie is not that good. All right, so we start off with the worst part of the movie, and that is the origin of Mewtwo. Um, for this, if you are a child, then it's too dark, dingy, and weirdly spooky. And if you're an adult, it's too boring and rushed. So it doesn't work for anybody. I, nobody, nobody's going to be like, wow, that origin for Mewtwo, though. Man, impactful. Like, that's just not going to be a response. Uh, but uh, the origin of Mewtwo, essentially, you got these researchers. They go to some ambiguously Mayan ruins, I believe. Mm. Uh, or, or generally uh, Mesoamerican ruins. Uh, and they they find some, uh, what they think is a Mew fossil. And evidently, I guess it is. I guess it is just a Mew fossil, which raises some questions. Yeah, considering um, there's supposed to be only one Mew and it's the origin of all Pokemon life, which is a bit concerning. Yeah. And, and even but more they concern are like, concerning when you... Like, I also have no idea what the bone is. It's like a wing bone or some shit. It's some weird... I had no fucking clue what it's supposed to be. <laughs> but they find a Mew fossil. They, they do some science to create Mewtwo. And it's like, all right. So then little young Mewtwo, he, he gains sentience, right? He... He's not awake, but in his brain, he's thinking. And he starts chatting with the other clones that are they're also working on. So there is a, a Bulbasaur clone, a Charmander clone, a Squirtle clone, and the clone of just a little girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's favorite Pokemon. You got Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and small girl. <laughs> Uh, so this girl, her name's Amber, she's the daughter of the scientist, which as we learn, uh, the, the scientist, uh, him, he, he and his wife, they had a daughter, she died too early, we don't know exactly how, he thinks he figured out a way that he can resurrect her, but that caused such a strain on the marriage that they divorced one another, uh, and so he's, he's still trying, 
to resurrect his daughter. And apparently his daughter uh, can can chat with, with Mewtwo and everything. Um, so they're all chatting. They go to this girl's like imaginary village that exists in her little clone brain or something. Um, and, and they chat. Um, but then all of a sudden the clones start fading away and something vague has gone wrong. And it's deleted all of the clones except Mewtwo, um, which raises so many questions, but fuck it, I guess. That's a lot um, of death for a children's movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a bit more. So then uh, we, we get a weird nature documentary segment on the nature of life that lasts like 20 seconds, but it felt like it was going to last way longer. Um, then Mewtwo wakes up and he has an existential crisis. He's like... Oh my god, I'm a, just a science experiment in a clone. Holy shit. Uh, and so he destroys the lab, and he does it in such a way where everyone's fucking dead. Like... Oh, that's a lot of death for a kid's movie. They are, but here's the weird thing, right? Mm -hmm. So he destroys everything in one fell swoop, right? Well, I guess two fell swoops. It, it's like one explosion and then like an ultimate explosion, right? Um, later on, there's a video apparently... Created by, and edited, I assume, by the lead scientist, who's trying to clone his daughter, right? Being like, hey, we tried to clone Mew, but Mewtwo, he's gone crazy. He's destroying the lab. But, like, there's no point for him to record that between, like, oh, Mewtwo's fucking shit up and Mewtwo has killed everybody. Like, <laughs> there, there's not a stage where it's like, oh, Mewtwo is fucking up the lab. No, it was like... Oh shit, it's gone wrong. Oh shit, I'm dead. Like that, those were the steps. <laughs> a two-step plan right there. First it you make a, a Pokemon, plan. then it kills you. Uh, so, you know, uh, bask in my intelligence for finding a plot hole in this children's film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, Giovanni, leader of Team Rocky, he shows up, which is, he, he was the one who hired the scientists to do the cloning mm. and he's like hey they wanted you as an experiment i want you as a partner i can help train you let's do this which would have been a super cool dynamic they let go of this very quickly uh they giovanni trains mewtwo gives him some some technological armor fucks up a bunch of pokemon uh but then giovanni is just like Hey, you're my bitch boy. And Mewtwo like breaks off all the armors. Like, what the fuck did you say to me? Uh, and then just escapes. Um, and it should be noted. So I, I've just said a lot of what happens, right? Yes. That all happens in like 10 minutes. What? <laughs> Maybe 15 if we're being generous. But it is. Remington, this movie is only an hour and 25 minutes long. How the fuck did they cram that much? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'll tell you what. They... Do not skip a beat with this movie. They keep going and going. But yeah, the origin of Mewtwo, the worst part of the movie, that sums that up. Um, it's to give him an edgy backstory so that he hates humanity and whatever. Um, nothing too original. And also, it's just a bland bitch. Something that's really weird is the art style in, in this. It's so much more shonen than modern Pokemon. Uh, especially with like the backgrounds and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is, like, highly detailed, heavily shadowed, not super saturated. Um, it's it's a very weird jump, knowing how modern Pokemon looks. I mean, And while I can admire uh, the the craft of classic Pokemon, I, I do think new Pokemon, on average, looks much better. 
God, you, did you not hear about the drama over the uh, the Sun and Moon quote unquote controversy? Of course, yeah, because we talked about it in our Sun and Moon episode. What oh the yeah, fuck well, am no, I no, let me, let me be clear. Let me be clear. This is talking about the show and not the games. Um, which yeah. you know, I have different thoughts about that. Yeah, but I think the show it works better a, a little bit brighter, a little more uh, cartoony. Uh, this movie as a whole, it just has some moments that like seem a bit heavy for what it is <laughs> we'll, we'll get if you've seen the movie you know the one that we're going to get to and talk about but uh but, but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there oh you mean the like the mass murder at the hands of an all-powerful cloned pokemon it is not the heavy stuff <laughs> no 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 because because they were all faceless nameless beings like we didn't care about the scientists uh as well as we like we're supposed to vaguely feel like they might deserve it um which I'm not saying they do, but that's sort of the implication. All right, so w w after that bit, we get to Ash, Brock, and Misty. They're having a little pit picnic on a random fucking island. Why are they there? We have no idea. It doesn't matter. Where does uh, this but... fit in the series? The, qu the answer is, Remington, it doesn't. <laughs> so this guy comes up. Once again, they are just on a seemingly abandoned island. Uh, this guy shows up and is like, hey, Ash, I challenge you. And then we get a uh, nice opening credit sequence battle. Bulbasaur versus Don Fan. Uh, Bulbasaur wins. Squirtle versus Machamp. Squirtle literally beats a Machamp using Bubble once. Uh, That's a wimpy Maybe Bubble Machamp. Beam. <laughs> maybe a... Bubble Beam, to be fair. Uh, Pikachu beats Golem, Pinsir, and Venomoth with one attack. All three of them at once. That doesn't seem fair. I it, Hey, man. It's how it goes. Uh, Team Rocket is there. And Team Rocket... It, other than, like, seeing cute Pokemon, Team Rocket is the best part of the movie. Hmm, weird. I'm, I'm sensing a trend in all of our Pokemon reviews. <laughs> Team Rocket is just so fun, as well as... How to explain it? Team Rocket gives the feeling... Like, obviously, this is animated and everything, but they give the feeling of an A-list actor who... Like a, like a Nick Cage who was brought on to a much smaller indie project on the condition that they can ad-lib as much as they want. Um, and I, that's great. I'm just reeling at the fact that you're, uh, you are calling Nick Cage an A-list actor. Like, that, that, that's, uh, the blood. I, how, I, he obviously, he is, he is obviously, he's an A-lister. True. At least a B-lister. No, like, absolutely. It's just, like, by that logic, you're putting <laughs> Nicholas Cage in, like, the same camp of some of the greatest actors in history. I mean... Listen, A-list doesn't mean most talented, which isn't to say now Nicolas Cage isn't talented. He's a talented man. He's in a lot of bullshit. He never says no. Uh, <laughs> welcome to, to Nicolas Cage Out of Context, the show where we explore the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of Nicolas Cage. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Let's, let's, watch, uh, let's watch The Wicker Man. That'll be a great episode. <laughs> But but that's the vibe that uh, Team Rocket sort of gives because a lot of their dialogue is very meta in some fun ways, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll we'll get to more of those moments. But uh, they're there and they're like, oh man, maybe we can finally steal Pikachu. Meanwhile, a uh, Firo is overhead with a camera on its neck, uh, and Mewtwo in his e weird evil ocean palace sends a Dragonair. Dragonair. Dragonite. Dra Dragonite is the big orange one. Dragonite. Thank you. Dragon. He sends a Dragonite to uh to send a a hollow invite 
a hologram invite to them. Very Star Wars-ian. Uh, where it's like, hey, wanna come? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so they plan to do so. Uh, so, meanwhile, Mew wakes up. Mewtwo makes a storm. Uh, the gang gets to uh, a harbor, right? A boat harbor. Uh... But with the crazy storm, the bow is, it's not going. And Officer Jenny is like, hey, no can do. And then another woman is like, yeah, no can do. Be there, You know, there's a legend about crazy storms. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like the tone it has and everything. Uh, but some of the trainers are like, I'm gonna go there anyway. So uh, a handful of them ride their Pokemon to the, the ocean palace. Uh, but... Ash and the gang, they don't got shit. You can't ride a tiny little squirtle over. I mean, you uh, can. It'd just be very uncomfortable for the squirtle. It'd be rough. Fortunately, some friendly neighborhood Vikings show up with a boat. And they're like, hey, come aboard. Fresh from Minnesota, uh, but, I suppose. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, and they, they acknowledge that. It, it's very weird and interesting. That's a four kids uh, up for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, uh, which I, I don't know. I... I it sort of works for me, in no, at least I mean, at least in Pokemon. Objectively, like, one of the best things and worst things four kids ever did was the Pokemon anime. Because sometimes, yeah. sometimes they'd get away with some really great stuff, and other times they would just be so culturally insensitive. <laughs> yeah, but like this, this I, I enjoyed the dub. Um, but anyway, so Team Rocket as Vikings, they ride until a wave comes, fucks them up. Um, they're all able to make it to the Ocean Palace safely, safe and sound. It's all open. It's all open. Um, when they arrive, they all, they get set up, right? And, uh, and what do you know? The three trainers are there. We got, uh, the Water Boy, we got Pidgeot Bro, and Wigglytuff Gal. Wow, such iconic and unique characters. <laughs> they literally have no personalities. And Water Boy, at least he's consistent with, like, what Pokemon he has. The other two just have a smattering. Um, so I, I can't even say much about them. They're there. They they exist. Uh, Team Rocket has to find their ways through the tunnel. Meanwhile, uh, as we meet the trainers, uh, Mewtwo arrives. Um, and he frees Nurse Joy immediately, who is his slave. Don't worry about it. Um, but, but I, I don't think he could just breeze over that kind of really thing. It really I cannot emphasize how little this matters. Uh, he abducted Nurse Joy, took over her brain, made her his slave, and and now freed her. It's it's literally meaningless. I don't it's know. A I, moot I, point. I've read some, uh, let's say, independently developed uh, manga that would <laughs> beg to differ. And oh I, God! I, oh, I regret no. that part of my oh, life. Oh no! Uh, Rocket Team Rocket finds the clones. Accidentally cloned Meowth. Finds the video record I mentioned earlier that makes no goddamn sense. Uh, meanwhile, Mewtwo is going into his ideology of how humans are bad and if, and the Pokemon are bad for being subservient to the humans. Uh, and it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, this movie, it has a very, very strong moral message <laughs> and no subtlety about it, which like, sure, gotcha. Rem, rem, Little rem. bit weirdly handled. <laughs> rem, ba based on what you've told me so far, and and be honest with me, man. It's a, I can take I can take the honest truth. I'm a grown man. <laughs> is, is Pokemon is Pokemon telling us to commit a genocide? Um, Mewtwo is. <laughs> Mewtwo is straight up saying 
like the time for the revolution, folks. <laughs> and if if you're if you're not part of the revolution, you are complicit in the oppression. That that's Mewtwo's philosophy, but like even more extreme. Uh, Ash challenges Mewtwo. Right? It's like bring it, bitch. Uh, the, the the clones of Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, they wake up and we have a, a challenge of uh, Pidgeot Bros Venusaur versus Clone Venusaur. Uh, Wigglytuff Gals Blastoise versus a Clone Blastoise. And Ash's Charizard versus Clone Charizard. And Waterboy, fuck him, he's not involved. Um, <laughs> who knows why he was there? Uh... To, to round out the cast of the other trio, you know? You gotta make sure that you have a full a full trio whenever you but have But here's the thing, it's like, you, you have three clones, right? Right. If only you had three trainers in the main cast hmm. who you could use instead. Hmm. But no, literally Brock and Misty aren't in the movie. Like, they are. <laughs> they are. They definitely are. Yeah. But... Unironically, the only thing that comes from it is that Togepi is pretty cute. And that's it. Like, Toby, Togepi is adorable. And otherwise, Misty and Brock sometimes, like, narrate what's happening. They're so pointless here. I mean, I can't believe you're calling my man Brock pointless. But, you know, what? I'll, I'll have to respect your opinion on that. He's never... All right. I mean, he, he's also horny for every girl in the movie. So, if that helps. If, if that boosts things a little bit for you. I mean... In a weird way, Remington. <laughs> also, it's something weird to know. Like, I, I haven't talked about the Ocean Palace much. Uh, it's really weird and cool, and it's straight up Geiger-esque. <laughs> a little which bit. Is a little bit, isn't it? A bold choice. Like, you're like, ah, oh, you know what Pokemon needs more? <sighs> some, some, some fucking alien architecture. There we go, baby. Uh, it's really strange. Um, but yeah, like straight up influenced by H.R. Geiger. Which, uh, why? I don't know. That's not the direction I'd want to go with my children's uh, cartoon <laughs> animal movie. I, I feel it is a I've, bold choice. I, like I've seen, I've seen Alien. And, yeah. And I, if I was to turn on Pokemon and see, you know, a Xenomorph egg there, I think I'd be very concerned. <laughs> What if you were to turn on Alien and you saw a Pokemon egg? I think I'd be equally concerned, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I 100% agree. Because especially, like, a handful of these Pokemon, like, if it were to hatch in the Alien universe, oh, fuck. Like, oh, God, that'd be horrifying. We'd be, we'd be royally screwed. Forget the scary Mr. Mime from the live-action Detective Pikachu movie. You got Guzzlord to worry about. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, all the fights, the clones win. They're just too damn good. Uh, they're just too talented. And then Mewtwo is like, all right, now I, I'm just going to claim your Pokemon, actually. Um, so I can clone more of them. And so he sends out a bunch of Pokeball drones that get a 100% catch rate on Pokemon. It catches all the Pokemon. Actually, like, he just has a bunch of Master Balls? Uh, he, I mean, it seems like he designed them himself, but yeah. That cheating bastard. You're only allowed one per playthrough. Well, uh, fuck you. He, he's got Game Shark on this mamma jamma. So he sends them out. Ash is like, what if we put them in Pokeballs ourselves and then they'll be safe? Nope, it, it just sucks up the Pokeballs in that case. So get fucked. Uh, but I, I like the, at least the thought process. Uh, he catches all the Pokemon. It's at risk of catching Pikachu. Pikachu's running, trying to escape, trying to escape. Real dramatic chase scene. Lasts 
a bit long, if I'm being honest. Uh, and then Pikachu ends up getting caught. Uh, Team Rocket is a little spooked on everything that's going on. Um, and they have this great line of, I'm scared. Me too. Me out. Uh, and that was... <laughs> is it dumb as fuck? Yeah. Did it make me chuckle? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It, it, it's it got me with a chuckle, and that's more than most anime. Uh, so... It goes to clone them all. Team Rocket is still chilling in there. Uh, Team Rocket, one thing they've been doing when things get cloned, and th they do this reference again, is when it's cloned, it'll take the DNA, evaluate like what Pokemon, show a silhouette, and then Team Rocket does a little cheeky. Who's that Pokemon? It's insert Pokemon here. Uh, I get ya. I get ya, Team Rocket. Um, and, 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 yeah, bullshit like that. I'll take it. I'll take it. It, it adds to the levity. Is it great? No. Is it fun enough? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, also though, Team Rocket's like talking about the Pokemon that got caught by seeing which ones go through. And they show a Scyther and they're like, oh my God, it's an Alakazam. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh God, what, what, what a well-produced movie. So all the clones of these immediately hatch. They don't need to gestate like the others. And then we go on a battle. Um, they're all ready to go through a tear, but then all the originals come back. And we have endless mirror match of all these different Pokemon, which is cool. It's a fun idea. It doesn't go anywhere though, because Mewtwo and all right. So the designers thought, wow, it will be a clusterfuck with all of these Pokemon fighting, right? Yeah, that, I mean, which, that makes sense. Lots of designs, lots of animations. Yeah, like lots of moves. You've, you'll have fire, lightning, psychic bullshit all over the place. So, for not really much of a reason, it's, it's, to, I don't even know, the explained reason doesn't make any sense. There's no real reason other than the one I listed. Uh, Mewtwo takes away their abilities so they can only fight hand to hand. So, some, like the Venusaurs are just headbutting one another, right? Uh, as are the Bulbasaurs. Um, fucking Psyduck, they're just smacking each other and like, oh, my head. That's pretty uh, good. Which I, That's pretty good. I, it was, I love that. That was a good <laughs> moment. Dark. But very humorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Pikachu is chatting with his doppelganger, uh, tr not not fighting back. Meanwhile, evil clone Pikachu is just bitch slapping the fuck out of good Pikachu. Uh, Mew and Mewtwo, they're fighting out in the sky, going wild. Uh, Mew tries to negotiate, doesn't work. Meowth and clone Meowth, they chat, they're chill, everything's fine. Um, Ash climbs down and he's worried about Pikachu. He wants to save Pikachu. Um, everyone, everyone is like, Pokemon aren't meant to fight. <laughs> Straight up, actual lines that are said. Pokemon aren't to fight, aren't meant to fight. Not like this. This just proves fighting is wrong. Ooh, got some bad news for you, four kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you, did, did, did the creators of this movie think that Pokemon was going to go a wildly different direction afterwards? <laughs> Were they like, yeah, now that we've done the first movie, now we can move away from all the fighting. I, we can study don't get we me can wrong. Do the character dramas of Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. I, I maintain that in the world of Pokemon, there is no way that you can make any justification for Pokemon battles and the fact that they are like the main economic and existential force of the entire world, right? Like that, even within the realms of Pokemon, is wrong. Hey. It is fundamentally immoral How dare and exploitative, you? How especially when many of those Pokemon have the intelligence nearly up to, or sometimes even above that of a human and thus 
with higher sentience should be granted even greater personhood. What the fuck? Hey, Remington, how dare you? Don't you know that magical cockfighting is part of my culture? <laughs> Wouldn't understand, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm just saying, like, maybe Mewtwo was more right. I'm not saying he was all right <laughs> at the beginning. Like, he what? still had some skewed perspectives that I disagree with. But maybe he was, even with that acknowledged, he was closer to the truth than we would like to admit. Does anybody else hear, like, fascist marching in the background? Or is that just me? No, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. If anything, I, it's, I, I'm arguing that I'm, I disagree that Mewtwo should be supreme lord ruler over everything. <laughs> but might it be wise to for the Pokemon to hashtag rise up? I, I'm just saying, man. I will support it when the Pokemon unionize, all right? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Pokemon should have the right to vote, damn it. Some of them, yes. Unironically, Only some, some of them, of them should. It, it's a matter of sentience. Why you gotta be I so exclusionary? Say. Well, because some of them lack the sentience sufficient to personhood, Sean. Well, I mean, that's um, the same case for most of, like, half of the people in our country, but we still let them vote. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ash gets caught in the middle of Mew and Mewtwo, um, cause he's just a sort of a dumb fuck. Um, and he dies. What? Ash dies. What? No, 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 no. He dies and gets turned to stone. Uh, but, uh, hmm. And then you have this genuinely tragic scene of Pikachu distraught over this petrified dead Ash. And like, he, the only thing he know, Ash moves and wakes up if he shocks him. So he shocks, and he shocks, and he shocks, but it's so impotent, and he just keeps trying it, and he's just, he's crying, and he's fucked up, and like, oh man, that, that, that's still an emotional scene. Yeah. Seeing, seeing poor little Pikachu impotently try to wake Ash up the only way he knows how, and, and just nothing is working. Oh man. Um, and, the best and that's part where is the movie, <laughs> if they had balls, that's where it would have ended. <laughs> And the best part is the Pikachu doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank God for that, dude. Thank God for that. Uh, but fortunately, Pikachu starts crying, and they've alluded a handful of times to Pokemon Tears being magical, which I don't know if it's ever come up again in any Pokemon media. As someone who has consumed a lot of Pokemon movies specifically in the past two years, your answer, Remington, is no. <laughs> like, if you could resurrect a motherfucker by a Pokemon crying, that seems pretty... Pretty good. Nonetheless, uh, it, it works. Ash is revived, and Mewtwo is like, holy shit, a good human. Would you look at that? Um, all right, I guess it's all fine then. And he flies away with all the clones, teleports everyone back in time um, to the harbor without any memories. Uh, and then we just have some uh, nice little closing adventure moments. Just in case you wanted to preserve the anime's continuity. <laughs> yeah, it, so overall, my thoughts on this... Does it hold up? No, no, it's a bad movie. Um, it, was it okay to watch? Yeah, I didn't hate it. Like, it was fun to see the Pokemon. Team Rocket had some decent moments. And there was a bit of a nostalgia factor. So even though I would probably rate this around a three, Ooh. maybe a three and a half for, for Team Rocket and cute Togepi, um, I, I still, I didn't have a bad time with it. It wasn't the worst. 
Well, with that in mind, Remington, if you had to guess the Mal score for this film, what do you think it would be? Oh, the Mal score. I, oh man, I'm torn. Because I think, I feel like I could better guess it's it's American score because it's a westernized. It's Mal score. What do the weebs think? <laughs> I think... Yeah, no, man, this I is think, an anime podcast. We gotta, we gotta, like, dude, you're lucky I didn't force you to watch the sub. Oh, no. God, no. I, I, if we're doing Pokemon, it's a dub. That, that's the only result. Um, I think that it would be seven exactly. Really? Yep. Well, Remington, uh, with only 146,000 users rating it, which is very low for, you know, Pokemon. Yeah. Uh... It is currently sitting at a 7.63. Okay, okay. All right. I I I should have expected that that it was it was significantly higher because of weeps. Yeah, no. Very much it is the case that there's a lot of nostalgia blindness when it comes to this movie. Uh, like reading some of the reviews it's like, "Oh, this is a great movie. Ash being moited is the best part of the whole movie. I'm never going to cry again because I saw the saddest thing ever and watching Ash get murdered." Yeah, I mean, he gets brought back, but you know, he he still got moited. Uh, but no, generally speaking, like the sheer amount of nostalgia blindness for this film is astronomical uh, not so astronomical that it's like pushing it into like the eight range on mal but generally speaking 7.63 is pretty high when you take all the averages into consideration well and don't get me wrong like i think it's more enjoyable to watch than it is good especially with that nostalgia mm-hmm. i mean honestly, but it's still man, not I'm good yeah, no, it's not that great, is it? I I tried to hype it up in the first half. I really did, Rem. I, cause you know, I, I little Sean loved it. It made little Sean sad, and for some reason, little Sean enjoyed that. Which now that I'm thinking about it, might be a major contributing factor to why I'm such a sad adult now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's very much a like it's it's a classic case of how impressive your nostalgia blindness can be. If you want to watch it, you can watch it and find something enjoyable about it. But either way, it is still a Pokemon movie, and 90% of the Pokemon movies are pretty bad. Take it from me, someone yeah. who's seen a good 15 of them at this point. <laughs> yeah! And believe me, it is hard to choose which ones for an anime podcast when they're all bad in equally awful ways. <laughs> but, but that... I mean, regardless of how bad they are, they are still Pokemon. Yeah, thank God there's such a low floor to this to this series. <laughs> The ceiling, you could probably touch it if you crouched. But yeah. either way, I suppose the final question I have to ask you, Rem, is any chance you'd want to watch Pokemon Movie 1 ever again? Um, well, you know, not soon. No? It's not going to be our next big watch party once we're allowed to meet up at each other's homes again? Nah, I'll, I'll, need, I'll need some time. How about another 20 years? Do you think that'll help? You know what? That probably will, yeah. All right. And with that... Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed us reevaluating our entire childhoods, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It really means the world to us and is a ton of help. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, as well as gain more content from us, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where me and Remington will regularly do a bit of variety gameplay and conversationalized topics. 
But if that even is not enough for you, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have uh, Dear Remington horribly mispronounce your name live on the podcast. So, Remington, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, I would like to send my regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls who we really appreciate. But moving on, we reach our yandere waifus, who are going to kill us, petrify us, but then resurrect us with their tears. And on that list, we have <laughs> Xanax, Walk Me Home Gently, VTubers Ruined My YouTube Algorithm, Sundere Dragon, Totally God, The World Shall Know Propane, Taurus Moon, Sorry Mother, Silent Secondary, Sean Wants to Fuck Aria from Aragon because he really enjoyed the book Dark with Light, uh, Scooby Loopy Boopy Doopy Hoopy Goopy Hoopy, Sarah Birch, Sammy Pritchard, Salty Pretzel, Sequoia Fay, Remington Merrill, Remington Help, I'm the Real Sean, Rem, you failed the name pronunciation test. Rem wants Shioko to be his white sword senpai. Redneck Weeb, ready to be isekai'd. Navi, Mike the Mutilator. Matthew Drum says Rem's a bitch. Truth. <laughs> Maka- Makachov, 92. Luke Offenberger. Lonely Geek 23. Juan Juritos. Jax, it's been one week since you've looked at me. Ichigo Sim 015. I, Remington Chase, demand that you, Sean Rollins, show me Jinro the Wolf Brigade next week. I went to a whore. She said my life's a bore, so quit my whining because it's bringing her down. I committed war crimes in the Battle of Spaghettisburg, and all I got was this stupid mug. Oh, whoa. Side note, I just looked at pictures and renditions of Arya, and it's like, mm. <laughs> you know? I believe in... No, no, Sean. No, stop. <laughs> I believe in Taiga Isaka's supremacy. Hunter Davies. Glenn Michael Dolan. Ghostly Bishi, I need more Joey Wheeler in my life. Gate Duck. Fire, 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 ne. Fire, fire, ike, fire, 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 lamb. Uh, fuck of love, Foxin boy. Uh, fruit is the best V Shoujo girl. Farmer Weeb wants a Joey Wheeler. Hey, Yugs, if your girlfriend tells you she's wet, tell you tell her to turn off the shower. Uh, El Duderino, Data Type, Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morabito, Shy 900, Christian Moss, Christian Crawford, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Rogue Bitch, Blake Dubin, Baron Von Muffinbeard III, Baby Bun, Ariel Bird, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Anime Duck, Anime On to Shonen Trash and Needs More, more BNHA, Andrew Rauke, Elise Howard, Alpha Weeb, and Adam McLaughlin. Thank you all so much, but we move on to the Boy Wizard tier, heading over to Hogwarts, where everybody is going to get their own fascinating fact about Daniel Radcliffe, according to Lizzie Robinson on thefactsite.com. This is impressive, Remington. I am, I'm honestly, like, it's flip from being disappointed to back to being depressed, uh, impressed. You know, it's like the, it's like the Gandhi nuke glitch in old civilization games. Like the negative value has gone so high that it's immediately switched to the opposite end of the spectrum. And I'm just so impressed. What can I say? I'm, I'm, I'm just too good. Uh, Wolf, y- y- your fact is Daniel Radcliffe is, uh, five foot, five inches tall. He's a, a certified short king. Hmm. Uh, Wachashi Washan no Ochinchin Daisuke. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. I don't know, man. I'm just paid to say it. Yeah, you're paid to say it, and I'm sorry that you're paid to say that. And uh, thank God uh, Dylan doesn't know much Japanese because he might save that clip for later. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you get the Daniel Radcliffe fact that uh, his favorite TV show is The Simpsons. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Pilkster, the Simpo Gear advocate, you get. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. No? <laughs> I, okay, I guess I have to now. 
Um, da number 19, Daniel Radcliffe has described himself as having an addictive personality and has said that he almost developed an alcohol addiction in 2009. Oh no, poor Daniel. Daniel Radcliffe facts. Oh God. Well, he seems to be doing fine oh, now. Thank oh. God. Oh shit. Uh, MT the Poet, you get, uh, his favorite of the Harry Potter books is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is my least favorite of the movies. Uh, Ooh, wow, time that's traveling, a controversial opinion. A lot of people love it. The time traveling movie. doesn't work. Time traveling, it, it just doesn't work, right? Momo the Griff, you get, um, Daniel Radcliffe loves sushi. There, there, there you are. I mean, yeah, that tracks. I could believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Miguel Delion, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, he has published some poetry under the name Jacob Gershon. So, oh, that's pretty know. neat. Uh, Kazu Morocco, uh, he's known for losing his cigarette lighters and regularly asks his fans if he can borrow one. That, I don't think that's a very fun fact, Remington. <laughs> Justin Kessinger, Daniel Radcliffe broke over 80 wands while filming because he kept using them as drumsticks. Yeah, you know what, that tracks. That, that makes sense. I live in Ogden, yes, that one. Uh, oh man, some real heavy hitting facts. When he first heard Justin Bieber sing, he thought it was a woman. That's the fact. I mean, to be fair, I think that's a fact that everybody experienced. I call Bone Drew Daddy. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, here, here we go. Here's one that's a little more heavy hitting. Um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe doesn't believe in a creator or a god and has and is an atheist. So there we go. Let's go. Wait. Oh, perfect. We also to match that. Uh, Hinata Zabal-Shenstein, let's, let's give you a political one. Um, uh, he has expressed his support for, uh, for the Labour Party in the UK. So there you go. Uh, we know nothing. There you go. I just want to preface that we know nothing of UK politics and, uh, have no idea what that means. Uh, with that being said, Remington, what happened to the fun fact part of these fun facts? <laughs> here's a fun, Enrique Perez-Torres, here's a fun fact for him. Um, Daniel Radcliffe's favorite prop from the movies were his glasses. Okay. How fun. But, yeah. I mean, I guess. Declan Zaharaya. Um, there's just so many terrible facts. There are 50 facts on this page. And don't get me wrong. Like, Lizzie Robinson, you're great for accumulating all of them. Just, I wish they were better. Um, <laughs> you should have been a bit more selective rather than going for quantity there, Lizzie. Like, Declan Zaharaya, you get the fact this is the number one fact on the thing. His full name is Daniel Jacob Radcliffe. That, but, uh, Lizzie, I my dog, that that's, a like a, that's a Google search. Darth Pikachu, uh, when he was 10 years old, he played young David Copperfield in the BBC's adaptation of David Copperfield. And finally, Christian Malik, let's get off this road. Um, uh, this, this is a, a true, very, very true, very real fact. Daniel Radcliffe uh, loves anime out of context. It is his favorite podcast. He listens religiously, um, <laughs> sends in fan mail all the time. <laughs> Um, and if Daniel Radcliffe he, ever he wants to it. join the podcast, he is 100% welcome, and we would be yeah, happy you're invited. <laughs> and I will say, if if I got that wrong, Daniel Radcliffe, feel free to correct me. Yeah. Um, put us on blast. On, we, why not? Put us on blast, on, Daniel get, Radcliffe. <laughs> we get to uh, finally the chef of the Musco tier, the cream of the crop, and everyone's gonna get you know we, their their own top ranked Pokemon from my Twitch streams. Oh no. Uh, Zachary Shirley's open all eight inner gates to seven heavenly breaths unless there's a revisit to IQ. You get uh the the number one from Gen Well we'll say number one from uh from Gen 7, which is a lowland nine tails. Number one. That tracks. Uh, we don't need to specify the criteria. Uh Z Kun, Z Kun, you get number one from uh Gen 2, and that's Miltank. Oh god, I forgot it was Miltank. Uh 
Silicon Spectre, you get number one from Gen 8, which is Rillaboom. Okay, uh, how much look of your own personal bias went into that one? Look at Rillaboom! <laughs> look at Rillaboom! I, no bias went into it, only science. Silicon Spectre, you get Gen 4s, uh, which some people say is the ultimate number one. Low punny. Uh, Raftalia is my anime waifu. You're gonna get Gen 1, which, uh, controversially, I didn't put Ditto as number one. I put Arcanine as number one. And last but not least, my dear old mom, who gets my love and respect. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I feel comfortable giving my dear old mother a fuckable Pokemon, you know? <laughs> feels a little bit... Feels a little bit weird, a little bit unusual. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, your your mom uh, having any she, connection to a... She's too sweet, too pure. <laughs> to be, uh, like, attributed to one of the most cursed tier lists on the face of the planet. Uh, cursed tier list? Man, just, just, you fucking wait. There'll be way more cursed tier lists. <laughs> Oh, That's God. a promise. That's more of a Just threat. wait. Just wait. Just wait till we hit 200 patrons, Sean. You have no fucking idea. Oh, Neither no. do I. That I, I want to be clear. I That was an empty promise, though I'm sure Dylan will make sure that it is not so empty. I don't think that's a promise as much as it is a threat, my dude, because I feel nothing but dread at the future. Oh, it's going to be rough. Anyway, if you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister or Pokemon. <laughs>